and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, along with my brothers, David and Steven. David and Steven, how you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Dandy. Wonderful. We're back for another season, season three, which is going to be, I don't know, I think better than season two, because, but then David's joining me. Because I'll know. be here. Because I'll be here. That's why it'll be better. Uh, and guys, it's almost football season. Week zero has happened. Uh not super exciting games. Did you guys watch any of the games in week zero? No, I tried to watch that Vanderbilt game and you had to have CBS network sports pack or something. I don't have it, but apparently it was a blowout. Hey, Vandy's the best team in football. They are currently in the uh, SEC power rankings. Number one, because nobody's won a conference game. <laughs> so then you got to go mean, to just the game games and they're one and know when everyone else is. Oh, no. So let's, let's see how that goes. I think they're winning the whole is thing. Anybody, is anybody surprised that they won against Hawaii? I'm surprised when they ever win. It's a pretty, pretty <laughs> impressive thing. Excited for him though. Yep. The nerds should win every once in a while. It's an important thing. But uh, we also had other, other exciting things in the off season. We'll get to football here in just a second. Uh, but how do you guys feel about, uh, we'll talk basketball for just a moment, Bahamas in a second. Um, but they did announce that we were going to have a game against Gonzaga this year, and then they'll come uh, to Kentucky the year after. I was pretty excited when I heard it. Theoretically, that's you know kind of close to me. I don't think I would actually go because it's probably bukus of money to get over there, but only 10-hour drive, super close. What? How excited were you guys about hearing that we would be playing Gonzaga this basketball season? Uh, I was I'm pretty fan. excited because it's finally a good good team we're playing i wish i kind of wish they were coming here this year but i get why we're going there and i guess we're gonna have a better team more senior laden team this year so yeah i'm a fan for sure like like having uh better games did you care the big deal that some people were making about us not actually playing at their home arena and instead moving to a bigger one to be able to play no i can't i couldn't possibly care less yeah no. I didn't. Uh, Cal's comment seemed weird about, you know, you want us to lose for playing the other one. But um, I mean, to be able to have more people in the game and more tickets sold seems to make sense to me. But I'm excited for it. And I think that'll be fun if they come to Kentucky the year after. Uh, but we did play several games in the Bahamas. Kentucky went undefeated down there. Uh, what takeaways did you guys have from those games in the Bahamas, Stephen? Uh, we look really good. Uh, we look really fast and very long and athletic again. Something Going that I missed is the no, no, we're not. <laughs> I missed the length and athleticism for sure. Um, you know, I think topping the hype on him is overrated, honestly. Um, but my, I came away with um, Damian Collins looks like a stud, and then I'm drawing a blank on the point guard's name, the freshman, uh, Kaysen Wallace. And I'm not going to lie, I'd be okay with him playing over Severe Wheeler. Yeah, I thought they both looked great, those two guards. I do think someone, maybe it was Tom Hart on the broadcast or somebody else mentioned that this could be a great year for Severe because we had we seem to have more offensive weapons and more options on offense this year as opposed to last year. And maybe he doesn't feel like he has to do as much like he did towards the end of the season when Ty Ty was a little banged up and – uh, you know, our shots weren't falling and he tried to force some stuff. I feel like especially in that game that ended the season, he, you know, did not play particularly well. And he's not big enough yeah. to or skilled enough to be doing a lot of like breaking down the defense that's, and scoring on his own. That's why 
I like having the option of both of them, I guess. Um, but I think I think Kaysen might be a guy who at the end of games is a closer for you because I think he's a little better shooter than Severe. Um, at, especially if you're ahead, you need the defense. And that dude's going to be nasty on defense. He's got some long arms, and he's pretty quick. Yeah. David, what were your thoughts about the Bahamas? Uh, I was really excited. Um, but, like, trying not to get too excited. I feel like we get excited every time we go to the Bahamas. We're really good. I think one of, like, the big things was how well we were shooting. Because, um, like, I think the team could look really quick and athletic against, like, really crappy teams and then end up playing against good teams and maybe not be, like, as good. But with the shooting, like, they did pretty good. You know, I think that it'll translate more evenly over. Obviously, they won't have as much as many opportunities to make shots. Um, but I think it'll still translate really well into, like, the SEC play. Well, I'm with you guys. I think on that his... uh, Reeves kid put C.J. Frederick out of a spot, by the way. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. <laughs> he looked very good. I'm with yeah. y'all on the shooting looking better, and it's fun being back to a normal Cal team where there's lots of length yes. and lots of oops yes. and lots of dunks, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Although – Damian Collins. I Yes, I'm on the so – excited uh, for him. On the Jacob Toppin bandwagon, though, Stephen, I I was impressed, and I think it's exciting. What did he do? What did he do that was impressive? I mean, he has a new haircut. I mean, he looks a little better than last year. Do you need anything besides a new haircut? I mean, okay, but out of all the players that impressed you, to me, I would say Damian Collins is one. Reeves is probably, well, probably Case and Wallace two. Reeves is probably three. And then, um, oh, who's the who's the other freshman? Um, he's on. He's like the six six kid on the wing. He really impressed me. I'm drawing a blank on his name. The the arrow, or how do you pronounce his name? No, Is that the guy? no. Hold on, I, I didn't know that guy existed. I thought I knew everybody's name. <laughs> like I thought I was up to date. And then some guy walks on the Livingston. court. There's like, Livingston. who's that guy? Livingston, I think he's going to be – man, he hit a couple of them shots in the corner. That's his big thing. Toppin's got to hit shots, but I just – I don't know. I just guess I wasn't – the hype was too much for me. Well, I like yeah, because I he, he seemed he to – improved. He seemed he's, to he's take shots better. and hit them when they were in the Bahamas, and I was excited about that. And, I mean, no offense to the guy, but we don't have uh, Keon Brooks back this year, which is exciting. Well, so, but I, that's my that's my worry. I I feel like he's going to be the Keon that's going to shoot just because he's no, got the no, hype no, around no. him. It'll be fine. It'll be. I cool. hope not because he. Oh, Keon! I'm so glad he's. Where'd he go again? Washington? He go to Washington? I don't know. Best of luck to him, but you know we're better I'm, for it. I'm happy they might be better for it. Addition know. by subtraction. <laughs> I'm looking at up. Uh, now I can't believe more people didn't hate him. Like not hate him, but like didn't was was happy that he left like i feel like around the fan base a lot of people were like oh no keon's leaving but like i didn't really enjoy seeing him out there i will say twos and miss the like game, how, what do we just call him keon washington definitely keon brooks oh no i said brooks no you said he's going to washington we yeah that's what you off. said i uh <laughs> i understand that his best game was our best game of last season when we drilled kansas by a thousand but I, uh, it was it was not an enjoyable experience. But you know, best he, of luck. He went he went to Washington. Nice, right? But as bad as as frustrating as he was, like my my upside to it is you're getting a much more athletic, 
not as arrogant, but just the same confidence probably Damian Collins at his spot now. Or I'm so excited for him. As much as I love Damian Collins, I think Toppin's best spots at the four. But tell you what, if Toppin plays the three, we are a long athletic team. And him and Collins are going to throw down. It's going to be like Willie all over again. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. But I think I think next year will be Collins's um, like peak year. He ain't coming back. I think he's gonna. I think I think if he does next year is gonna be his peak year, or he'll just break out in the NBA because I don't think he's gonna be like mm-hmm. amazing this year. But he'll be really good. He'll, a lot of improvement for sure. Well, since we're not a basketball school anymore, we should stop talking basketball. <laughs> well, that was my next question. What did you guys think about the feud between <laughs> Cal and Stoops and then uh, some with Barnhart coming in towards the end of uh, Cal calling us a basketball school, which objectively is 1 million percent true. Maybe you don't say the quiet part out loud and Stoops and the football team being a little bit upset about it because that's what they have to contend with uh, with other people recruiting against them is don't go to Kentucky. It's just a basketball school. But I didn't think, I thought, you know, what Cal said was correct doesn't mean that you need to say it. I thought Stoops got way too butthurt over it and kind of needed to, you know, play a little bit more for the team instead of just deciding he was going to spout off and retweet a bunch of uh, uh, players' tweets and other things like that, saying that Cal was off his rocker. What do you think, Stephen? Well, let David go first, Um. I think that both coaches were partially right. Um, I feel like Cal was a little more in the wrong, kind of making light of going like 10 and two and stuff. Um, not great to have the coaches fighting anyway, but like, it really doesn't bother me. We're a, we're a basketball school and Stoops has done a fantastic job with the football team. Um, yeah. Um, so I think that Cal's right. We are a basketball school. I think Stoops was right in his response because he has to stick up for his players. He has to make it seem like he's fighting because it is a tough thing for them to, uh, fight against recruiting. Although now I feel like they can just say, man, look what we've done. Look what we're doing. Yeah. It kind of defeats the whole, like, oh, you're only a basketball school. No one cares. And we've had our stadium packed for the last two years. So I think both of them did the right thing. Um, now, maybe supposedly Stoops is really upset about it. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. I am on the bandwagon of it's time for Mitch Barnhart to go. I'm done with him. Yes. I'm, I'm over his stuff. with I, it, It's from the alcohol to the NIL, and now this, I'm done with him. He needs to go. If, they can go get PV. I'm done with him. Please just get If him he out doesn't here. go in four years, we're behind everybody in every sport not four we're not years making, we're gonna be behind them next year i know but like like big time like i think it'll take a little bit for like the bas- for basketball to get behind or for stoop no. to kind of lose momentum the, two, too the two biggest frustrating things in this state right now is the, ba- the way the uk sports is a sports are run and then sports betting because every state around us has sports gambling and we don't have it anymore or still so that is two things that really annoy me I see. I disagree with the stuff on Barnhart. I mean, maybe he could go and we could get PV and it would be great. And I'm sure PV would do a really great job, but like to me, the role of an athletic director is to get good coaches and then to make the sports teams win. And like he hired Stoops and he hired Cal uh, and we've had national championships in volleyball or whatever else. Hold on. Hold on. The Cal point. He didn't want Cal. He had a chance the first time around said no. And the second time, 
some people behind the scenes forced his hand and said, you're going to go get town. That's fine. But he still hired the guy. I just think the only time Mitch gets brought up, the only time Mitch gets brought up is during the summer (laughs) when there aren't other sports that are going on and people need something to talk about. And you've got, um, I mean, Matt Jones obviously hates the man on KSR and always talks about it and, and likes to pretend like, Oh, you know, he's a great AD except for, okay, whatever. He's either good or he's not. I mean, I think it's been fine because we have a great football team. We have a great basketball team. I don't care. I don't really want to hear from the AD that often. Uh, I agree. And if he's stopping us from being able to succeed in the future, okay, maybe there needs to be a shakeup. But I I don't think it's that big of a a deal. NIL is huge, especially for football, and we need to make sure, you know, it'd be nice if he moved a little bit faster in those ways. Sports gambling to me isn't a, you know, an AD thing. That's the government thing. Yeah. And then – the alcohol at the stadium. I mean, sure, you'd make more money. I don't go to the games because I live in Utah and not in Kentucky. I don't know that I want a, more drunk people around me whenever I'm going to a game. <laughs> but, that, but that's that's you know, the one. Whatever. That's the I, one I thing that. I, what I care is that we win and we seem. But were, to be you, were you remember the Florida game? The dude that was in front of us. He was snockered drunk. Yes. <laughs> he was that way every single game because he packed in the drink. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys that says well, everybody does this to make it legal. I'm not that style. But my problem is, if you want to have no alcohol, I have no alcohol. But I've been to the rich section when we used some tickets from Mark. They sell alcohol there. Yeah. So why can you have alcohol there? Because you can sit the first row behind the field and say you can't use your proximity. That's my problem. Is he's doing this, well, it's proximity to the field and this, this. And then it's, well, all of our players love the checkerboards. No, they don't. They all mm-hmm. say they hate it. Well, and then his comments about how, what he said between Stoops and Cal's whole thing, I didn't like it. He's a great – he's a good AD, but I think we have now – he's not – it's like he's been good for us now. We need somebody to start moving on with the NIL. For him to come out and say we don't need to do NIL, 100% wrong. You got to jump on the bandwagon. I mean, Louisville's crushing it. They got a top five recruiting class of football. Now, whether they all stay or not, probably not because probably hopefully their coach gets fired this year. But they're jumping on it, and we're not. We're going to be behind Louisville in football, and that can't happen because I've talked too much smack for three years straight. <laughs> I can't eat that crow, so we got to get figured out. See, I guess maybe I just don't know enough about, you know, what the future trends will be and things like that because to me, for an AD, if you hire good coaches and we're winning games, and really it's just basketball and football. I mean, the rest of it's great, but I don't watch any oh, of that yeah. stuff. So, like, yeah, as long yeah. as we've got a great football coach, we've got a great basketball right. coach, we're here. I'm excited if they make a change. I think PV would be awesome. But, but you gotta. Like, but with the way it's going now is is he's telling, he has been saying no nil, no to the collective. Now it's he's not saying anything like positive about the collective or negative. But if it's going to cause our football program not to be able to recruit because we can't do the nil, you're not going to have a good coach because Stoops is going to leave for a better job, and then who are you going to get behind them when they say, oh yeah, you can't use nil deals. Well, no kids coming for that. There's a reason kids are picking Louisville. It ain't because they got a good football program. It's because and and no coach is no good coach is coming here after Stoops no. leaves because he has he has built up the expectation that we are a fan like a well like a no really I think good I think we could, I think you get a good coach if you have the right pieces in place. Yeah, yeah, but I, if he leaves because think... there's bad conditions for coaching and recruiting, no, we're I not agree, getting a good coach after that. No. Yeah, I but I will say you know short of that what Stoops has done that's different from, you know, what Rich Brooks did or whoever else, whenever we went to bowl games and stuff like that, obviously more wins, but it he's like, 
he seemed to have changed the culture of the program and not just we're going to bowl games or oh, not just we're winning eight culture, or nine games. Now you might upset uh, Beamer. Yeah, well, in, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> he, he can take a hike because we like football, uh, Kentucky football, like we win now and it's exciting. Different. And that's something that we expect. And we I, have, you know, to your guys's point on Barnhart, okay, sure, with whatever he can improve on with the NIL and maybe the, you know, that's a sticking point that he needs to move aside so somebody that's more into all that can get it going but the ad has to have some sort of a role in you know the new facilities that we got for football and like those types of things that well, the ones he doesn't want for basketball I come mean, on that's know. a joke that's a joke Which did you could see the video of south carolina's with pra- alcohol money did you see south carolina's practice facility it makes ours look like cornerstones gym I don't know. I just know we're winning. It's exciting to me. I want us to keep winning. If that means with Mitch, great. If that means with somebody else, I don't really care. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to like talk about the AD. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like that's a job. If you, <laughs> you talk. brought him up. No, I'm saying if as like a general thing, <laughs> if you're talking about the AD, it's probably not a great thing because it's supposed to be a behind the scenes person. That's, you know, just doing whatever. A, so it seems weird that we talk about him as guy. much as we do on the uh, UK front, but to each their own. Um, so going into football season, we have uh, some, you know, high expectations, some guys uh, that are coming back. I uh, wanted to know, David, your thoughts on a couple of things, a high and a low, I guess. The fact that it looks like Chris Chris Rodriguez is going to miss the first three or four games of the season. How big of a blow you think that'll be? Uh, and then for both of you guys on both of these things, do we think that uh, Will Levis is overhyped? He got some talk earlier in the preseason or offseason, you know, about maybe being a first-round pick after this season is over. Uh, do you think that he's going to live up to the hype is he going to be somebody that'll uh, really improve our offense this year? Uh, with uh, Rodriguez, I'm not, I'm not real super bummed about it. I'm not a huge fan when he comes into the game. I know he's got really great stats and theoretically he's going to like break the record this year, but I like our other running backs. And I think we were pretty stacked in that position anyway. So if we're going to lose um, a position, um, even though he's our best running back, we, we're pretty stacked behind him. So I don't, I don't think it'll affect the game. That's what two games, four games, four games as much. Three or four. Probably four, four. Yeah, as much as like people are thinking, like oh, it's you know we're it's not it's not like oh if we don't have C Ride, we're gonna lose a forty game. Like it's not he's not that outstanding of a player past our other running backs. Steven disagrees. Steven, what do you think? Well, I, I, agree with, I, I agree with part of his point. Um, I don't know if it's going to crush us. I think we have enough depth to um, get by without him. I think he's a – to me, he's a great running back. I mean, if he wasn't suspended, he would be he'd be the all-time leading rusher. Um, but I don't think his style – fits the offense we want to run exactly. I think our other running backs fit the style better. But I mean I just Googled him real quick and he's for his for last year, 2021, he averaged six point yard ones per uh six point one yards per carry. I mean, that's pretty impressive. The year before was six point six yards per carry. So I mean, you know, his longest run last year was only forty one yards. So obviously he's not getting a lot of distances and that's where I think 
he doesn't help us. But how many times did we have a spot where it was third and three and you knew or third and one or fourth and one, and we always would get mad. Don't do, um, don't do a, uh, wildcat, do a, hand it off to Chris Searod and let him bust up the middle for the yard or two. He never goes backwards. He always goes forward. You're going to lose a little bit of that. So it's kind of like a give and take. Um, I think it's going to hurt, but not kill us. I think it's going to hurt, and I think it's going to hurt big. I mean, I think we could still be successful and, you know, win games. I think that the Florida game will be more of a struggle just because with C-Rod, like, every time he gets the ball, he's not going down the first time he gets hit. And you're getting those positive yards. And in an offense where, yeah, we've got some really good receivers, but we don't know how good they are quite yet, uh, and we've lost our leading receiver from last year, like, I think that steadiness of you hand the ball to Rodriguez, you're going to get positive yards is something that we're going to miss. I do think, though, that I don't think the Florida game hurts us. I think the Ole Miss game hurts us. And the reason I say that is because Ole Miss is going to be a shootout kind of a game, and I think you're going to need to have somebody to be able to stabilize and make a long drive versus having the quick hitters because I don't know if we can do a quick hitter up and down the field. I also will say a guy I work with, his son's on the team. He's a sophomore this year, plays defensive line. He's going to be like third string probably. He says that that Lavelle Wright, who was a freshman last year, is a nasty, nasty, nasty runner. And according to him, back early in the summer, they told him, hey, get ready. We need you to understand more of the playbook because they knew stuff was coming out about C-Rod. He kind of told me that was coming before I even heard it on the news. Um, so they say, he, he, according to him, his son says this dude's going to be nasty. He's built like C-Rod, but he's faster. So I'm interested to see what he does. And, Stephen, what about Levis? Do you think uh, he's gotten a lot of hype in the preseason? How? What do you think is a reasonable expectation for him? What's his his role on the team? I've been trophy year? winner. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think bored. he's. I think he's overrated from what people are saying. I think he's going to be great. Um, I mean, what was the stat last year? He threw for over two hundred yards in like what one game or no games last year in SEC. Yeah. Um, I liked the idea of having more receivers to throw to. Um, I think that's one of those things with C-Rod out. I think you're going to see uh, McLean get a lot of passing out of the backfield, even though they're about right or smoke. I think so your backfield becomes better. There's a lot of talk of the tight end room coming back and being better. Um, so I like that. If you watch the 49ers offense the last couple of years, they are tight end heavy, which great for us because we got a bunch of them apparently. Um, and then – Man, it just sounds like these these young guys, Dane Key and uh, and uh, DeKale Crowdis, are two studs. Um, they got some speed to them. And then you throw in a five-star freshman. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know we're not Alabama, but, geez, I see Alabama throw out a five-star freshman or Georgia, and they somehow compete and do well right away. So I, I just think – I think the potential is there to be a much more explosive offense, a much more well-balanced offense. Wandell's great. He had a record-breaking season. You're not going to top that, but I think it may. I think the sum of the parts may be better than one, or at least equivalent to, because we had nobody else besides Wandell last year. If he didn't make a play, we were done. Now you're not going to be able to hone in on one person as much. I don't think. Yeah, and that has been exciting to me. The idea that I don't know that we'll have multiple, uh, hopefully good receivers uh, this year as we go through. Although that star power, like there were several games where it took. 
you know, a big breakout play. And hopefully we've got that this year instead of just, you know, several solid. Right. And it's not, it's not the same, but I look at the NFL, like go look at Tom Brady. When he had Randy Moss, don't get me wrong, they set records. So I get that. But even when he didn't have Randy Moss and he was thrown to Wes Welker, I mean, they were crushing it. So the potential's there. Yeah. I thousand percent agree. I think he's overrated, but like only because they think he's the greatest player to ever play is and go first in the draft, Heisman winner, all that stuff. I mean, he's going to be great, not really just good. good. Oh, I, I think he's going to be great, not just good. Like probably the best quarterback we've had in a very long time. And um, I think last year, even though he didn't throw a whole lot because we were only had one receiver and um, we were a little bit toward like the Kentucky style where we run a little more than like your average team. Um, I still think that he did a great job. And I didn't, I, we didn't come out of games and think, oh, he just made a bunch of bad decisions. That's why we lost. In the past, we had a lot of quarterbacks where like, you know, they would just make bad decisions or they wouldn't see open, open receivers or stuff like that. So I think it's going to, he, I think he's got a really high football IQ and that's going to really help us. And then in the future, and, with recruiting and stuff, even if he just does good and not great, it's going to look better to every quarterback um, in recruiting because they're going to see that, Hey, we have multiple receivers that we're throwing to now. We have a good quarterback. Like we're doing more with it. We're not just one quarterback to one receiver. And I think the reason he's getting the hype, uh, is also based on the game that Andrew, I think to me, when we were there at Georgia, was the most impressive to me. I mean, he put the ball in places. Uh, there was a couple times, I, I remember two times, uh, Wandell had one, and I forget who the other one was, had some massive drops that had they caught him, one was a touchdown, and then that was right before a blocked field goal. And then another one was a big third down, I think it was third down possibly that uh, one of our younger receivers missed. I mean, you look at things like that, that might have changed the Georgia game. We still probably would have lost, but, you know, there's so many times he's had – he's made the play and somebody just didn't catch the ball or something like that. So, the the worry to me is the offensive line. Um, we got to make sure that's solid because that's been our go-to. So, I think if we get that figured out, I'm not worried about Levis and the receivers, honestly. Yeah, well, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm, you know, excited that we're ranked in the preseason at number 20, which is oh, just no. fun. I mean, I don't know how, you know, much that matters, Speaking but to see that, a number next to our name, it's just fun. Can I go on yes, a tangent please. about that real quick? Okay, so I have a buddy at work who he's a young fool, and <laughs> he's a Louisville fan. He's running his mouth about how they have a tougher schedule because all their they have more ranked teams than we do. I tried to explain him to him that, for one, if you take us off of their schedule, their schedule gets worse. And if you take them out of our <laughs> schedule, ours gets better. He doesn't understand that concept. It's a true – it's a Who very good argument. Who are they playing this next year? Huh? Who are they playing this year? That's ranked. They got Clemson, NC State, who both are going to be good. Wake Forest, who's overrated, and Pittsburgh, who's going to get blown out by Tennessee in week two. Hey, but uh, Des, uh, Desmond, is it Bryant? I don't know. Whoever's on yeah, college Howard, game day yeah, said, yeah, yeah Howard don't, no, said, uh, yeah, don't that they were going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there you go. Did you, yeah, that was right after he said that we're his sleeper team for the final, for the win the SEC. So yeah, I wasn't knocks, really happy hearing that. That knocks down right, his right. uh, credibility a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think we go if we play their schedule then? 
Like, if we 11 play 11-1, and one, I think we lose to Clemson. Clemson or NC State, I think you'd lose one of the two. <clears throat> I think maybe maybe lose both. But what do they go when they play that schedule? I, we have a bet going. He thinks they're going to be – he thinks eight and four at worst. I told him at best they're like six and six. So, we have a bet going on eight and four. I'm going to win that bet all day. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's Easy no money. chance they're eight and four. No Easy chance. money. Well, let's go ahead and see what we think we're going to be for this uh, season. I've got the schedule pulled up, and if each of us will go through, and as we've got each game, uh, say if you think it's going to be a win or a loss. Are we doing another bet here for us, guys? We should, and we should make it actually. I don't think we ever paid David. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, though. Hey, he wasn't actually on the podcast. So he's become my way, all right? Yeah, well, whatever. it's it's already too late now, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, so let's pick some games. You ready? Before we get started, can I tell you what uh, the football FPI has us as? Sure. They have us favored in nine games out of 12. The only games we're not favored at Florida, home for Georgia, and see if you can guess the other one. Tennessee? Ole Miss. Oh. I can see that. That's the realistic one. But I feel like the whole fan base is like, we're losing Tennessee. We can go. Sorry, Andrew. All right, let's do this. Uh, David, first game of the season, Miami of Ohio in Lexington. I'll be there. Nobody cares, Steve. I hate you. I hate you. What if it's a dub? I say it's a dub with a FPI has a 93% chance of winning. Nice. I like those odds. Then the game that we will all be attending. Are you going to say if you're winning or losing? Winning, yes, winning. Okay. Yeah, come on, Andrew. Um, then the game that we will all be attending down in Gainesville, Florida, uh, on September the 10th, I say we beat the Gators in the swamp. It's a dub. I say we win. FPI has us with a 48.9% chance of winning. What do they know? Easy. We're definitely going to win. Exactly. Youngstown, Youngstown State, I have a wins, W. Win. Yep. Dub. Same thing for Northern <laughs> Illinois win. for you, David. Nope. Fantastic. Then we've got at Ole Miss. I think it's I'm dub. going with a win. Um, I'm going to say that we also win that game. Uh, South Carolina at home I have as a win. Dub. Win. Easy. We'll go like, what, nine for ten or eight for nine against them? Something like that. Uh, Mississippi State at home, I have as a win. Dub. I have a win, but I worry about that one. Yeah. I'm uh, worried about Ole Miss. And then at Tennessee, I think we lose. I think we do too. I think I think we're I think we're a better team. I think we should beat them, but I think we drop it. So I'm going to say a win, and here's why. <laughs> I think the Mississippi State game worries me because if we win at Florida and at Ole Miss, uh, that's one, two, three, four, five, six straight wins, and you're coming off games, back-to-back games of Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State with the bye week following it. So Mississippi State's before the bye week, kind of like, a, oh, we're getting ready to be done. And then you come off a bye week at Tennessee. Historically, Stoops have been bad off bye weeks, but I think there's a lot of hatred for Tennessee right now. Um, 
and I think the players remember getting beat by them last year. So I think we actually go into Knoxville and beat them. And I am this I close so. to buying a ticket to go to that game as of right now. You should definitely right, do so it. So I think I think we lose one of Florida, Ole, Ole Miss, Miss, Tennessee, or Tennessee. So if we lose the Ole Miss game, true. if we if we lose the Ole Miss game. I might buy nosebleed tickets to see Tennessee and just drive up there. First of all, it's like 60 bucks to sit lower level. We ain't buying nosebleeds. Oh, really? Yes. I've been trying to get you all to come, but Andrew doesn't want to go either. Listen, tickets to Knoxville for that weekend (laughs) are like literally $700. Broski's be like me. Drive it out. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, that's how much it is for me to fly to Knoxville and back on that weekend. Fly to my house. I'm sorry. Andrew, fly to my house. We'll drive it up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So, David, you have us losing to Tennessee? I do. Okay. Then the next week at Missouri. Easy. Actually, I I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say we lose that one because I think that we lose to Tennessee, and I think that we – that turns into two losses. uh, That's what we did last year. That's what we did last year. That's what I'm saying. All right, so you guys both have wins versus Missouri. Uh, Vandy, the best team, right now, the best the team in the SEC, yeah, us going up against Vandy. What What do you think? I think we we can pull it out. We got to win. We're better than Dub. Hawaii. Dub. I think we're winning by by twenty seven. Great. We're in the Didn't ask, but great. <laughs> I I don't care. Uh, and for both of you guys going into this Georgia game, which is the next one, this would have us in both of your records, us playing for the SEC championship, because uh, we'd have one loss for David. And if we beat Georgia, then that would give us the tiebreaker. And Stephen, we're undefeated at this point. So I'm going to say that we lose to Georgia. David, do you think we beat Georgia or we lose? We lose. It's unfortunate. We lose. Can I make an addendum to mine? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put that we lose to Ole Miss, but I think we're beating Georgia. I think okay. Stephen just won. Oh, never mind. I'll say I was gonna say I think Stephen just won our our uh, bet, but no, not if he has us beating Georgia. Lose to Ole Miss, beat Georgia. It's an Ole Miss Tennessee mix. I really, I think Ole Miss is probably the tougher game. I I think we get Georgia. I think we were closer than we think last year, and at home. If it's a if it's an SEC title on the line, Andrew, that atmosphere will be Florida esque from last year. Oh, it will we be. are not we are not losing Halloween or I guess November and November weekend. Also, think about this: on the fifteenth, that Tuesday, we play Michigan State in the Champions Classic. We play Georgia on the nineteenth that Saturday. Sunday, we play Gonzaga. It's a great week. That could I, be I'm the not... best week ever. I will I'm not say familiar with this Florida esque atmosphere you speak of. It's great. You right? get your shirt almost ripped off. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but I, I think if we're undefeated at that point, or if we just have one loss, I think that gives us a much better chance of of winning just because it'll be so crazy because we will be playing to go to the SEC championship. But yes. I, I think we're gonna drop a couple games before that, and then I, I think that we we lose to Georgia. You're uh, losing and, what three times? Yes. No, four, right? Because hey, you have us losing Tennessee, Missouri. That's it. Georgia. That's three. Yep. Oh. I'm not going to lie. That would be like, I-, I won't be mad at it. I'll be disappointed. 
Dude, I will three. not be disappointed if we go nine and three. I'll be very happy. I will be disappointed. Y'all are nuts. You'll be disappointed if we I don't win 10 games be, for the fifth time in school history. Yes, yeah. because I'll be, fr- I will be frustrated because that means we didn't pull off any upsets and we got, or we got upset. I mean, yeah, I guess, we are, but we are I'm just saying. Crappy teams, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vandy. That's eight wins. Those eight wins were better than them. So really, it comes down to Georgia at home, at Florida, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee. This well, schedule is perfect for it. Perfect. I think we're better than Tennessee too, honestly. Oh yeah, I think so too. But I'm saying on the road at Tennessee is tough. It comes out of those yeah. four. Win two of those, and you're ten and two. Win one, yeah. then you're nine and three. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I'll oh, be. I'll be out. And out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll be if we go if we go like. 10 and two and one of those losses Tennessee I'll be maybe more bummed out than nine and three David what's wrong with you maybe why are you so unless we unless we go to the SEC championship you're disappointed we we can lose the Ole Miss we can lose the Georgia we can't lose the Florida Tennessee Louisville I'm done losing you know what you know what a perfect season is if we guarantee a loss lose the lose the Miami of Ohio win the rest of the game that's a great season. Yeah, don't do Here's that. the bad thing is I will be frustrated with nine and three, and I will be ecstatic with ten and two. I know that sounds really weird, <laughs> but that's where I'll be at. And side nice. note, if you look at Georgia's FPI, by the way, their hardest game on their schedule is Kentucky. They have an eighty-three percent chance of winning, but their hardest game is that. Their second hardest is Mississippi State right. with eighty-five. That's why that Mississippi State that's game crazy. scares me. Well. I think we're good. You got well, are, are we beating Florida? Or I mean, uh, uh, Louisville. We are beating yes. Louisville by a thousand. Yes. We it are does. going to yes. put so many points on them. It's not fun. So we've got as a final record. I have us one, at maybe. nine and three. David has us at ten and two. Stephen has us one. at eleven and one, and going to Atlanta. Uh, do we win in Atlanta, <laughs> Stephen? No. no. Okay. No, not a chance. So eleven and two for Steven. Side note: Let's be real. If Kentucky goes to Atlanta, who's coming with me? We need to. It's very important. That would never happen again. Steven. It wouldn't. That would Maybe. never happen again. Maybe. Tell you, boys, this is the year, and I'm gonna go to the Florida game. I'm going to the Ole Miss game, and I'm probably you. gonna go to the Tennessee game. Well, when you look up tickets, hit me up. We'll, we'll talk Bro, about. I've hit you up with it already. Nah, I was, I was, that was theoretical, all right? All right, this is – this is. So, if we're being honest, let's be for real about a second. Everybody thinks the Florida game is the first big one, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you win that one, you're 4-0. If you go down and lose at Ole Miss, you're still 4-1 with South Carolina and Mississippi State at home to get back right. That's 6-1 and going into your at Tennessee and Missouri. Kentucky, to me, should be 6-1 and going into those those last five games. And then you got Louisville as a win, Vandy's a win. So now you're eight and one in theory. So you have to win for, I mean, just to me, win at Tennessee, at Missouri, and Georgia. You got to win two of them. Obviously, it's hard, but I think it's doable. We'll do it. I say. We'll see. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be great. I'm just saying, I think it's a little crazy to say that you're going to be disappointed if we go nine and three, but to each their own. It's not it's disappointed. It's, I don't it's think more, it's not. It's frustrating. 
I mean, sure. Like, bummed out. David's said disappointed. Out. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> I didn't say disappointed. Realistically, I shouldn't be disappointed if we go 9-3. But I'll still be bummed. Like, that means we lost the game, but I really, really felt like we should have won. Well, we'll see. Andrew, just happen. for the record, by the way, according to ESPN, they have us as a 70.9% chance of winning at home against Louisville and a 70.1% chance of winning at Missouri. So they're saying Missouri is worse than Louisville. Well, that's that's fine. And maybe that happens. I'd be very happy. I'm just saying, I think in my head, I was thinking we're going 9 That would disappoint me. That would disappoint me if we lose one of those crappy games. It will, but I think that that's a common occurrence. I don't care. I think that's a somewhat common occurrence that we let we it get is. really hyped up and then we lose a game that, you but know, if we why, lose at Tennessee, you know, it happens that it's a difficult place to play, but then sometimes that turns into two. And that's what I'm right. thinking. And that, that, it's dangerous to have Missouri after, but that's also why I like Georgia at the end of the year. Yep. The schedule lines out perfect. You get an easy game at Florida and they play Utah week one. Don't forget that. That's a yep. tough one for them. And then you get two easy ones before you go on the road. You come back for two tough games, but not bad before you get a bye to go to t- that bye week against Tennessee has got to be. I mean, you got to, that's got to help us out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And are you going to that game to scope out the competition? Uh, no, because it's, it's in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> oh, so, I, I thought I said that. Is it a home game or is it a neutral side game? I, I think it's in the swamp. Yeah. Whew. That'd actually be a pretty cool game to go to. It would be very cool, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Other side of the country for me, and I'm going the next week. So yeah, <laughs> just come down and stay for a week and a half, Andrew. That's right? okay. And my my, I don't think my job would allow that. Um, let's go ahead so though. Tennessee plays UT Martin the week before us. By the way, oh, okay. The week before that's Bama though. Get them really banged and, up for the next hey, two weeks. They, hold on, they got Georgia the week after us. That is helpful. That they might be looking forward to it. That, that's a tough stretch for that's a they're they got a nasty stretch they got florida lsu at lsu home for bama you get ut martin at home home for kentucky at georgia that's nasty it's a lot and especially because they're so cocky they might be looking like right past us not even thinking oh we might lose that they game. Looking past look straight for you just gotta they watch out for the golf balls that's really the only the only thing just make sure you Dude, know no one gets nailed in the head things right back up the <laughs> Well, as we've picked this season, uh, hopefully it happens the way that Steven wants it to, uh, as opposed to uh, me. And then, you know, David in the middle would also be great. Every downer over there. <laughs> but um, my last kind of wrap up thing for us would be for us to pick. I know we all think we're going to beat Miami of Ohio, uh, but to see what we think the final score will be. Last year, Miami of Ohio was seven and six. Uh, they were in, they're in the MAC conference. Um, some of their strengths, they've got uh, a quarterback that's supposed to be pretty good. He threw for 3,600 yards last year, 26 touchdowns and uh, eight interceptions. Their defense is uh, bad, uh, but their uh, offensive line, they're returning four out of five starters, and they allowed the 10th fewest tackles for a loss of any team in college football last year. So good offense, really bad at defense. What do you guys think will be this final score for our first week at uh or not at but playing against miami of ohio uh so i think it's actually going to be close early ish um i think we pull away near the end uh, but i'm gonna say i think the, i think kentucky ends up pulling away and it's like a 35 
31-35-14. David? I was going to say 31-14. Um, I think that I changed my answer. It's not going to be 35-14, no. <laughs> um, I think uh, since we'll be missing C-Rock for a couple games, they'll probably want to stay a little run heavy for that first game and have to eat up a lot more of the clock just to kind of get some reps in in a real game with the running backs. Um, and so we won't be scoring as much with Will as we will be dominating all season. I think you have more experience in running back than you do your wide receiver group. I think you need to throw the ball more early. I think we're going to throw it all over the place, and Will Levis is going to try to run up his numbers so that he can be on the national stage uh, going into Florida. I think we blow him out, which is odd if I'm more optimistic about this game and you're more optimistic about the rest. But I'm saying 59-17, we're putting up major points. That's what I'm thinking. Speaking, Speaking of Will Levis, if he has a big game and we beat Florida, He's he's national Heisman talk going into the Ole Miss game. Yeah, that's yep. a prime Absolutely. time three thirty possible. Like here we go, and if you win that one, now we're now it's on. You Absolutely. you win the Ole Miss, you win the Florida Ole Miss game. You watch, we will be in that top six, top eight when it comes to the prediction for the playoffs. And, and that would be awesome. super exciting. It's going to be great for a few weeks. <laughs> I'm telling you, those two games are your season right there. Get those two, and it's on. It's true. All right, guys. Well, we uh, we did it. We did an episode. This is season three. Hopefully, you know, we continue we on with this. One, I'm never doing another one of these podcasts. The ever. goal would be for these podcasts <laughs> to come out on uh, Monday every week because it'll take me a minute to actually edit them. Uh, but uh, that's the goal uh, for us to do these throughout football season and also basketball season as well. Uh, but that's it. David, Stephen, thank you guys for joining. I had a blast. Hope you did too. Same. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, yeah. Until then, we'll see you later.